Well, it's a pleasure to welcome Mangalisa Nzimande. He's a tax executive at ENS Africa to the Business Law Focus show today. Mangalisa, great having you with us. And we're, of course, talking now just ahead of the budget coming up. Finance Minister Enoch Godangwana's inaugural national budget. He obviously has given a, an interim one. And, um, and this is a key one. There's so many issues. We saw um, Sona. We saw how many issues are at stake and how these competing demands are playing out. And the fiscus seems to be stuck in the middle. And, you know, I think there's a bit of a tightrope that has to be walked. So um, so let's start with um, a really interesting article that I saw um, that you put together. You were one of the authors and you're looking at 10 big predictions from this budget. And I think that's fabulous. But let's perhaps start with just the big three. What, what three predictions um, stand out for you um, when it comes to this, this budget? Thank you, Ivan. Thank you for having me. I think the top three predictions for me is that the first one is that we likely to see the reduction of the corporate income tax rates being pushed out to 2023 instead of, of, of being introduced in April this year, as was well announced by the minister last year. And then I think the second one is that I don't see any changes being made to the maximum uh, marginal tax rates. Uh, and then the third one is that I don't think that we will see any changes on the VAT rates as well. So I don't think those are the top three uh, predictions for me that we're likely to see in the budget speech. Yeah, just on that corporate income tax, of course, we were expecting a reduction to 27% with effect from the 1st of April. Um, and you, you're saying that you expect that to be pushed out. Maybe just amplify on that. Um, in other words, we're still going to get the 27% um, down the line, right? Definitely. I think we're still going to get the 27% down the line, and I think that might be in, in, in 2023. And the reason why I say that is that National Treasury had made it clear that the reduction will go hand in hand with the introduction of the limitation of carry forward assets losses and the limitation of interest deductions as well. And what we've seen is that there have been issues with those two and there have been delays, so there's still a bit of consideration and, consul- and consultation. Uh, just to clear out some drafting issues. So those are not ready yet, and that's why we think that the reduction of the corporate income tax rates will be pushed out uh, to 2023 because, as, as I said earlier on, it needs to go hand in hand. And if I can also just highlight the the introduction of the limitation of carry-forward losses, assessed losses, has a negative impact on taxpayers who are in an assessed loss position but has a, has a positive impact on, on, on tax-paying uh, taxpayers. So I think National Treasury still needs to make, make strike that balance between those, those two. Yeah, no, that makes makes a lot of sense, and obviously some amendments here, and and we were also looking at things like accelerated uh, depreciation um, as a fact. So a bit of a quid pro quo as well. So they they need to to just think about how they they balance that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a balancing act, a give and take. I see. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. So that's interesting. Well, it won't be uh, that great news for corporates, but of course the economy, I mean, this is about spurring the economy. I mean, that's the idea. Definitely. And, uh, but I think that's <laughs> the conundrum that's, that's, that's the finance minister has is that it's the general cabinet government which needs to, which needs to create a, an environment that is conducive for, 
for, for, for, for corporates to be able to spend and invest in, in, in the economy and not just for, 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 for the finance minister in his budget speech. And I think what we saw in, 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 in the president's State of the Nation address, there were measures that we announced which were well received by business in general. And I think those will be the measures that are critical in making sure that South Africa is a, condu- a conducive environment for for corporates to invest in and for, for, for foreign investors to come in and invest their money into South Africa, because that will then result in more jobs being created by the private sector, which also then uh, ties into what the president said when he said, well, it's not really government that creates jobs, it's the, it's the private sector that creates jobs. So I think mm-hmm. that government's job is to make sure that there is a conducive environment for corporates to be able to do what they need to do. Yeah, quite right. Very strong outcome from um, Sona. And of course, when we look at October last year, the medium term budget, uh, we also have some revenue windfalls. Do you expect that to continue? I know it was high commodity prices at that point, but uh, do you still expect some surprises there? I do. I do. And uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's why it's the high commodity prices and... Uh uh, the Minister of Finance did mention that that was temporary, but I think we're still likely to see that the positive uh, outcomes of that in, in, in revenue collection. And also, I think we're likely to see uh, some fruits of the, of the additional funds that's, uh, that's, that's government invested in SARS, the three billion rand that was, additional billion rand that was allocated to SARS last year to basically digitalize and, 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 and rebuild SARS. And what we have been seeing in, in, in practice is that, uh, is that SARS is definitely uh, being more aggressive in its revenue collection ex, uh, efforts and being more efficient. So I do think that there will definitely be some surprises on, on, on the revenue side. Mm. And of course, the personal income tax side, I mean, we've got um, a marginal rate very high at 45%. Um, is there any uh, scope for increasing that? I, I know talk of a super wealth tax was on the agenda prior to COVID. Uh, you know, what do you think there when it comes to personal income taxes? Of course, a very small proportion of taxpayers are playing, paying the majority of taxes, and that, that's the risk. Yeah, we, we already have a very high marginal tax rate. I don't think that there will be any changes there. And you also have to take into account that we, we, we have the problem of of emigration of the high earners mm-hmm. in South Africa. So by increasing the marginal tax rate, it would have a negative impact, in, impact on, 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 on high earners who are highly mobile. And we have seen that they, well, we, they are starting to emigrate a bit more. So I don't think that we're likely to to see any any major changes on on the marginal tax tax rates. There might be some uh, some changes on 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 the brackets just to take into account fiscal drag mm. and to take into account inflation. But I don't I can't see anything on the on the marginal tax rates at this stage. And of course, a lot of traditional uh, entities, you know, that are that are hit with with sin taxes, um, they 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 took uh, some of them took quite a knock during COVID. I mean, do you expect any type of compromise there, or will we have the usual very high sin tax increases? I think we're gonna have we're gonna have the the usual increases mm. above uh, above inflation increases, uh, even though they they did take the. Those industries, the tobacco and and, and and the alcohol industry, did take a hit uh, during COVID, especially due to 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 to, to, to the bans that were introduced due due to lockdown. But it's 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 a it's an easy revenue stream for 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 for, for national treasury or for South, and 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 I think we're going to see high 
we're going to see the normal high increases. And I think the reason why National Treasury is, is not sympathetic on, on those two is, is because what they say is that they, they introduce the increases to make sure that they they try to dis, uh, discourage people from uh, from using uh, those products because of the health effects. So I think that we will see the normal high increases there. And of course, uh, you know, we've got the social grant extension and, you know, quite a bit of additional revenue, of course, going in that direction that was part of COVID. And now that has been extended. They have announced that they are going to, to extend that. Obviously, not yet a basic income grant. And that's another another challenge. But just this extension of the social grant, I mean, how do you actually accommodate that um, outside of just the normal revenue streams? Um, and I know, I know, for instance, there was talk of a solidarity tax, but it's possible that you know that that needed to happen a year ago for it to to you know to to have actually worked. But do you think that could be um, an an option? It's, it is an option because specifically for a dedicated outcome is a popular way to motivate a new a new tax as long as there's transparency on how the revenue is spent. It does raise administration and compliance issues mm-hmm. and results on higher collection costs. But from, from, from a policy perspective, the introduction of a, a tax for unemployment, unemployed individuals will contradict the required growth agenda and that, that, is, nece- that is necessary. So I don't think that we will see a, a, a solidarity tax, but I, I, I do see why it's, 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 it's being punted by certain people. Uh, and I see, and then I do understand why it's, it's popular mm-hmm. because, as you say, if, if if the grant is being extended for another year, the revenue has to come come from somewhere. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the minister accommodates that extension of the of of, of the grant. But I, I think it's unlikely that we will see a specific solidarity tax specifically for the social grant. I have seen some experts saying that, you know, when you can't look at, at individuals, uh, corporate taxes, you know, are already going to start coming down. Um, and we don't get a lot from necessarily from the corporate side. But that is the one area that could be looked at as long as you, you know, it needs to be uh, balanced where you, you'll have different VAT rates. So luxury goods, you know, you could have beyond 15%. Um, you know, and, and the reality is South Africa's VAT rate is fairly low at, at 15%. But the problem is you can't just start taxing all the consumers in South Africa already stretched, and and that is a risk. And uh, maybe just your thoughts on VAT, um, you know, unlikely to be increased. <laughs> the issue with VAT is that it's a it's a very broad based tax, mm. and even a one percent increase would would collect a significant amount on revenue. But having said that, we also have to take into account that a VAT increase would have a huge impact on the consumers. And, and, and we know that consumers are still struggling because of the COVID-19, uh, the impacts of COVID-19 lockdowns and, and, and the job losses that we had in the country. So it's even though it, w- it would be easy to, to, to increase the VAT rates uh, and, 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 the co- and, and the amounts that will be collected will, will be significant, there are other issues which, in my view, imply that we are unlikely to see that. And specifically, one of them is that it's, it's it's a very politically sensitive mm. issue, uh, especially if you take into account that we have the ANC conference coming up in December and we have the the national elections coming up in 2024. I think it's 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 a, mm. it's a sensitive issue politically, and I I don't think that it's it's likely that 
the cabinet or the president would want to risk agitating the ANC's alliance partners and the, and the general electorate uh, ahead of such important elections. First, the one thing, the, the, the ANC conference, where we know that Kosatu uh, is one of the alliance members and plays a, a significant role in, 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 in ANC politics. So uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's, it's likely that we will see the event increase simply because at this stage it's just uh, too politically sensitive. And the reason for that is that it impacts the consumers. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And if you look at other areas, of course, digital, the e-commerce, you know, the growth in e-commerce, you know, we saw some really impressive, you know, more than double digit, 50% plus type numbers in some cases of e-commerce digital tax. Is, is that uh, an area that they may look at and tighten up the way that we tax, uh, you know, digital transactions? It's definitely, in our view, an area that I think has some opportunity for for, for significant revenue collection and I think needs to be considered by, by National Treasury because the, the old TV license model, that's, that's, that's an obsolete model and, and, and hasn't worked for a while. But a digital tax regime, to me, I think is would, would, would not be as difficult to administer and will, and will, will bring in significant amounts of revenue. So I think it's an area that definitely has some opportunity, and I think I think that it's 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 it's, it's worth considering for national treasury. Mm. And of course, for investors, obviously they have been looking at investors, but the twenty percent withholding tax on dividends is is um, you know is is quite high already, right? Uh, you don't expect anything there. No, I don't. It's it, it's quite high already, and is is quite consistent with other jurisdictions as well. Mm. Where I do think there might be some room for national treasury is on the withholding tax on interest. So I think there might be some room for them to increase that from the current 15% to 20%. But I, I can't see them increasing the, the, the dividend tax rates at this stage because it already is quite high. And secondly, I think it's, it's, it's consistent with other jurisdictions as well. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and then retirement reform is is back on the agenda. Of course, there's there's been a lot of uh, movement on allowing members to access one third of the retirement fund. Uh, do we expect more announcements in that regard? I would think so because it's 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 an issue that came up uh, about a year or two ago and was debated at length, and I think was well received by the trade unions in opposition. It would, it would alleviate some pressure on, on, on workers who have been impacted negatively by, by, by the COVID-19 uh, lockdowns and, and, and the job losses there. So, 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 so workers and consumers are under pressure and, 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 and allowing them to access their retirement savings is, is, is one way of, of alleviating that pressure. So I think it is an, an, an issue that needs to be considered, and I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear the minister make mention of it in, in, in his budget speech. And of course, immigration is still a big concern and factor, but there have been some changes when it comes to taxing those immigrating an exit tax. Do we expect any further developments in that regard? Definitely. I think last year was announced that a DMDC tax will be imposed on an, on individual's interest in a retirement fund when the individual ceases to be a South African tax resident. So I think I would expect the minister to, to make some announcements on the next steps 
in regards to that and to give some clarification on the on the on the renegotiation of treaties with other countries because that was one of the issues that has had to be considered so in order to implement those changes uh some treaties needed to be to be to be renegotiated we currently don't know where where national strategy is on that so i think we 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 will definitely hear something on 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 the developments and the next steps in 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 order to implement those changes Mangalisa, thanks very much for your 10 predictions. Uh, very insightful, and it's been absolutely fabulous chatting to you ahead of the budget. And now I think we can all um, wait for this, this balancing act that clearly will need to, to happen um, when this budget is delivered. But thanks very much for the time. Thank you very much, Evan.